Beloved saints of God, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The wind Pastor John Christofferson will deliver this morning's sermon of a cold winter's night gently surrounded us as Kathy and I set out on a pilgrimage with heavy but thankful hearts. We chartered our old Chevy on a course that would take us from Chicago to a small dairy farming community in southern Wisconsin. The same twinkling stars as with odysseys of old, the ones that led Abraham and Sarah, Moses and the wise men, seemed once again to guide us along the back country roads, pointing the way over hill and dale to a little humble hamlet called Blanchardville. We were on our way to a funeral to say farewell to a precious saint. Now some think that a saint is one who's done great miracles, lived in exotic places like maybe Palestine or Italy or Spain, someone who's worn tattered robes or Birkenstocks. But in March of 1986, we were on our little pilgrimage to thank God for a saint whose family of dairy farmers had immigrated from the Holy Land of Norway, a giant of the earth, fellow who had worn bibbed overalls and chewed snuff most of his life, I think since age five. What kind of snuff? Well, what else would a Norwegian farmer chew but skull? And if the Vatican was researching any miracles he performed, you know, in order to qualify for sainthood, it was probably the time when, with freezing cold hands, he grabbed hold of one of his Holstein cows at milking time, and in reaction, as the story goes, she jumped right over the moon. Otherwise, they were extraordinarily ordinary miracles he performed with soil and seed, leaning on a one-bottom plow pulled by a team of horses named Bob and Bill, while praying for the rain of God's grace. This Norwegian farmer, this saint that I'm referencing, was my grandpa Strumman, my mother's father, stoical, practical, hardworking, good-humored. For example, he once explained to me why it is that Norwegians have such a great love for dogs. Why, I asked. Well, he said, you know, it's because we're always saying, good dog, good dog, good day, good day. Hmm? But especially today, I remember the sagely way in which he'd place our human struggles within a larger divine perspective, often while out in the field, enfolded in the swaddling clothes of baling hay, hitching our wagon to an old John Deere AB or 620. Johnny, always hitch your wagon to a star, he'd say. Today is All Saints Sunday, when the hosts of heaven come down and the saints on earth are lifted up. 
all joined together at the Lord's table and cradled in God's hands, the communion of saints. That night back in 86, as the stars played a kind of hide-and-seek behind the wispy clouds, I was caught up in the words of another great saint, another grandfather in the faith, who now some 70 years ago stood right here in this very pulpit, namely Dr. Al Rognes. His words come again this day on Spirited Wing. Al writes, there's no point in the communion service that so effectively vaults me into the company that awaits me on the other side of death as when the pastor prays. And so with the church on earth, gathered together with the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. It's as if, writes Al, I join them in the feast of victory where the Lord himself shall come and serve us all together. When our young son Paul was killed in a tragic traffic accident, there was no scripture that so lifted my spirits as that magnificent picture of a great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews 12. It was there that I pictured Paul in the vast cheering section, encouraging me to lay aside the weight of grief and return with zest to the joys and tasks of our everyday life. We who are still running the race of life need to be reminded of such cheering from the celestial bleachers, of those cheering us on until God's kingdom comes. So writes Rognes. Family and friends, can you see this marvelous image of the whole family joined at table, the whole crew? In our age of rabid individualism and privatized religion. We need to remember that throughout the history of Israel, as well as the fledgling days of the early church, it is to a community, the communion of saints, that God most fully reveals Himself to us through His Word and sacrament. God so loved the world, we are told by St. John, and not just the church, not just Israel, not just you and me, but the world, and as Psalm 24 says, the fullness thereof. And when we come to the close of the Bible, it is with the book of that cosmic community called Revelation. In parallel with God's first creation, it speaks of a new creation, a new heaven and a new earth in which the sole focus is the corporate worship of God, the fellowship divine of those redeemed. This cannot be escaped and it dare not be ignored. Go and make disciples of all nations, says Jesus. As the British poet T.S. Eliot writes in his poem, The Rock, what life have you if you have not life together? There is no life that is not in community and no community not lived in praise of God. And so it is in this sense, this full sense of community, of fellowship in the largest possible sense toward which Christ calls His church. And its definition of that fellowship is nothing less 
than the communion of saints. Writ large in the festival of this great day, All Saints Sunday. What a thrill to know as we confess again this day, on the wings of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, that we are connected with St. Paul, Augustine, Luther, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., and all those beloved, those names that you're going to hear in a few minutes in the prayers of the church. And so in praise of God for these forebears in the faith, hitched by Christ to His heavenly star, we join in singing, for all the saints, they in glory shine. Those still cheering us on now from celestial bleachers, for Hebrews 11 reminds us that the story of salvation is not over yet, that you and I are yet part of the process of God's ongoing redeeming love as Christ's ongoing body in the world, calling us to be in that number as Ephesians 3.10 says, that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might continue to be made known. God has not created us simply to be onlookers to this great work of salvation but to be participants in this work. All Saints Sunday reminds us that the Christian faith is not so much the community of recollection as it's the fellowship of participation and anticipation now, of taking extraordinary steps of faith into the vision of Christ, who is our pioneer and perfecter of faith, who has won and yet still sets before us. Listen closely here. All who take the name of Jesus seriously and associate themselves with His work, His will, His cross, His church, are saints by God's baptismal making. And we're all imperfect until all is made perfect in God's kingdom come, the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. And we feel it deep down in our bones. The great cloud of witnesses you see pictured on your bulletin cover this morning by the grace of God laid the foundation of this congregation some 101 years ago, hitching their way into Christ's mission that pulled them through the Great Depression starting Lutheran Social Service of South Dakota, provided major funding that built Mickelson Library on Augie's campus, served as the original board of trustees for what became Sioux Valley Hospital, partnered with Sioux Falls Diocese in starting the banquet, St. Francis House, founding a sister congregation in First Lutheran African Ministry, and most recently Church on the Street with Pastor Rebel Hurd. So what will be Christ's summons for our generation? To conclude, saints of First Lutheran and beyond, those baptized into the life of Christ, you're not alone. You have all this company, all those who are sitting next to you this day, as well as the saints of heaven, 
that great cloud of witnesses who are still cheering you on, calling your name out loud and doing so such that they become hoarse in the doing. Can you see your brother or sister there? Your mother, your father, a beloved spouse, a child. Because you're part of them, they're part of you. All related in the blood of Christ that courses through his body of believers still today. For in the midst of it all, the fellowship we share in Christ's real and wondrous presence, the star maker himself reaches down again this day, joining us together with the heavenly host through bread and wine, cheering, rise up, O saints of God, hitch your wagon to a star, and heaven and nature sing. Amen.